0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's whatever Wednesday. So let's get into it. <sighs> well, it's your host, Sasha. I know I sound so tired. Yesterday was my birthday and I don't know what I was expecting to feel, but I just spent some time like listening to like 90s hip hop like Illmatic and Iron Man and Raekwon, you know, just chilling, looking at old pictures. Um thinking about life and just really just being, just being, just being in a state of being, not not doing too much or focusing on anything else but what was there. And it just was a really good feeling. And then today I spent the day um yeah, I was just basically <laughs> in bed. I got up, and um, I I missed my birthday coffee from Starbucks yesterday, so I ran, got a coffee, and was like, let me get popping on whatever Wednesday. But it's popping, it's popping, and let me tell y'all, oh my gosh, I found this nanny. I don't know who else she nannies for. Someone referred me and said that she nannies for them. And she nannies for someone else. I am so trying to bag her. Like, I don't know what I gotta do, but I gotta get this nanny on my side. Oh, she is the best. But anyway, so it's whatever Wednesday where we just talk about whatever. Um, I guess I want to start with Wendy because that's something that's been on my mind, and that's something that I think I talked about last week, maybe on Friday. Um the the documentary aired, which was a hot mess. Um Sunday I spent the day just when I was watching it just crying the entire time. I just I mean, it's just really crazy. If you um don't you should follow the Instagram page and I know we talked about it here on the podcast before. Um, ways of increasing your life expectancy because y'all know I'm so fascinated with um people who are 100 years old they call them centennials or something like that I'm so fascinated with them but we had that discussion because I watched the whole Netflix special and we've also had the discussion about Alzheimer's and dementia but if you're new to the show welcome um If you're not, follow me on Instagram at grown underscore and underscore opinionated. And I got that information from, um, medical websites. Like I look, but it's pretty much the same information that they give you just for life in general, get active, get out there doing some type of workout, um, physical, um, I, I love pickleball and this whole thing now. But even that, I mean, you see a lot of older people doing pickleball. Uh, Join a league. I think that's something I'm going to look forward to doing into the new year. I know we have a tennis one here at NJCU and we have a pickleball league. I think I'm going to join one of those because it kind of gives you a two for one. You know, you get your activity in and you also get to socialize (laughs) with your group and your league. I really love that. Y'all know I've said it before that um, when I meet, well, not when I meet him. Yeah, I got to meet him. But my future husband, that he will be involved in something like that. I want somebody that has stuff. They're doing stuff. They have stuff going on. And it doesn't involve standing on corners or sitting around gossiping and talking. Um, the other things like about not drinking too much alcohol, not smoking, you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes anyway, in 2024, with all the information we know about it, um, and maintaining those relationships with your family, with your friends, anybody pick up that phone, send the text messages. And I guess on the other end of it, um, I know sometimes we get, um, We get the messages or we get the corny memes and you're like, oh my God, another one. But see that as a sign of a way of maintaining a relationship with that person. If they're sending it, you can even write back, oh my God, you're so corny. But maintain that because they're probably using that as a way to reach out to you, to reach out to someone to talk. Um, My cousin who I love dearly... um, I know, I believe I talked about it before, but my cousin and when she passed away and before she was sick, she would just flood flood the chat, flood your phone with pictures. And at the time, of course, um everybody's busy with life, right? Everybody got life going on. We're busy. We got things to do. We are we're busy. We got stuff going on. I can't be looking at these pictures and when I want to sit with her, once um, she got her diagnosis and everything and um, I wanted to I needed to sit with her and be with her because I loved her dearly and I felt like where we left off. I felt like it wasn't clear that I loved her dearly and I wanted her to know that I loved her and I wanted to be there for her. So um and yes, I'm crying, I know, but I'm a G, I'm a G, I'm a G. i am agi am agi am I sat with her, and we talked, and she said, you know, me just sending those pictures, it was just a way to reach out to people and keep in touch. And she's, like, selfishly on our and on the receiver end, we're like, oh, my God, more pictures, more pictures. And she's like, yo, this may be my last time, you know, looking at these pictures, oh, and remembering these memories. And instead of taking out... Um, 30 minutes of my day or anytime, which everybody says they're super busy. They're super busy. People find time for stuff they want because I bet if some big uh, dark skinned guy, good looking with a big wank was texting you, you'll find the time to text him back or do something, you know, and you'll find time for him. People make time for what they want. And instead of at that time, taking 30 minutes out of my day, and just reminiscing with her or even sending responses to the pictures or sending pictures, I just was like, oh, I'm so busy. And at that time, I'm being fully transparent and honest. um, I wasn't even taking care of myself. I wasn't eating. I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything but working. And then whatever energy I had left over after that, I was uh, fighting and doing other stuff with my ex. And then um, if it was anything left, after that, then I was kind of giving into whatever relationships I had lingering around, uh, which wasn't often. And I would love to say that after seeing that, it made me start seeing things different. It didn't. It wasn't until after the end and she was gone, and I'm like, "Yo, I could have missed out on this, and I could have like, um, had my cousin like pass and." I'm sitting here with this BS and not even appreciating the time we had. So yeah. Take the time and do that. And that's gonna help you because I know for me, um, again, if you're just joining, you're really late to the party. We like on episode I don't know. But um, I talk about when I had um I guess they called it like a depressive episode at the end of 2020. And um I think One of the things, I was just telling my friend, one of the things that really helped me, well, the main thing that really helped me get past that was that when I saw I was on the decline and my ex was not stepping up. And I have the kids, which I know, the two small kids. And I was like, oh, I got to get my ish together. I got to get myself together. Um, Any little will that was left in me, I'm like push that shit to get yourself off this floor and you got to get to the next part because these kids have no one. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to be here to take care of them. So get your ass up and do what you got to do. It wasn't easy like that. Like I just had that conversation, but I took the, I took that and it was like, okay, I got to get help. Um, I got to fight for myself. So, um, and I always, I know I say, I'd rather look crazy than be crazy. I started calling around, looking for a therapist, psychiatrist, um, and just really, really, really pushing to take care of myself. And it was hard. And um, certain relationships, even like when I would talk to my best friend and she like, oh, what's wrong with you? You don't sound right. And I'm like, huh? Because... When I would get on the phone, of course, I'm trying, I think I'm putting on my best performance that everything is great around here. And she could immediately tell when she talked to me, like, something's not right. Something's not right. Having that relationship, you know, helped. And then I had, um, I was telling someone last night, uh, my daughter, who was really instrumental in kind of not letting me sit in it. Like once she found out what was going on and kind of got a hold of what it was. And then I kind of told her like, um, I don't know why the sage is burning my throat today. But I told her like what the therapist was saying to to me, like, you know, um, if I'm in bed too long or if I'm like um, I was sitting in this house and the house just was no lights were on. um, Not that they couldn't be on they just, I, I just had everything dark and I'm just sitting in isolation by myself. And when I started getting back, I'm like, listen, if you notice that, in me kind of nudge me to the other side. And so she would come over and she would see me and I'm in the bed or whatever. And it's, after a certain hour, and she's like, come on, you got to get up. She like, um, come in the front room and sit with everybody. And I'm like, no, I'm just tired. She's like, okay, you can lay on the couch. Come on. And those constant little pushes really help you get over it. So having those relationships, I mean, now everybody's like, oh, I'm too busy. I don't got time. <laughs> You got to nurture those relationships now at this moment. So when you're at your lowest, it's not, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, she never calls or I never hear from her or um, that's just normal. You know, people checking in on you and looking after you and give you something to look for it. So, um, yeah, that was some of the things about the dementia. Um, Wendy family has come out. Well, the son is saying that her dementia was alcohol-induced, which is not something I hadn't heard of before that it can. Um, but it just was really sad to watch um, the whole thing with the guardianship. Her manager, if y'all watched the documentary, that freaking manager was driving me crazy talking about, well, the guardianship, she needs to come around here. I'm like, oh, my God. If he calls the guardian or guardianship one more time, I might jump through this TV and punch him. Um mm-hmm. I wanted to do a lot, but I gotta figure this stuff out uh to talk about people who watch uh, talk with people who watched it, but to me, it seemed like it was a lot of fakeness going on still um I don't know if you watched it, it seemed like the only one who was keeping it real besides Wendy when she couldn't control her, her actions when she couldn't control herself. And that's part of the dementia is that she had no choice, but to keep it real. But the nephew, Oh my God, he was keeping it a bucket. Every scene I was uh, <laughs> like, in one scene, I know for a few things, like one, they were asking about, um, whether Wendy needed a guardianship and they went to the manager, asked him, he like, no, they went to the niece, She like, no, Went to the son. He like, no, she need her family. Went to the nephew. He like, yeah, she need a guardian. <laughs> Then they were asking like questions every time they would do this, like um they were asking questions about little Kev spending the money because apparently that's what triggered the whole guardianship um like i I think we discussed it on the last episode, but that there was this weird transaction for this condo down in Miami, and at the last minute they wanted double or whatever it was um that was the story that made the rounds her kev the new stuff. That's something the the nephew just revealed, but that's kind of what was triggering the stuff like the amount of money that was being spent um was kinda of alerting and the fact that she wasn't like if you have a contract to buy a property and they say I'm gonna settle it to you for five million and then on closing day they like nope, I want 10. And you're like, okay, just give them the ten. That's a red flag. Um there are people who do it, like I just don't wanna I'm not negotiating, I don't wanna fight, I don't wanna argue, I got the money. But that's definitely a red flag of somebody being taken advantage of. But they were asking the questions about the money being spent and everything. And everybody like, no, no. And then the nephew come out. Yeah, Lil Kev used to spend $100,000 on Uber Eats. But that was nothing. (laughs) It was just like, oh, my God. Um, I'm going to keep praying for Ms. Wendy Williams. But the fakeness that I saw going on on that documentary was from... I don't want to, I don't think it was from little Kev. However, I do have some gripes with what they were doing around her. Like y'all go out to dinner. She's an alcoholic, not maybe not recovering. Y'all saying she has alcohol induced dementia. Why are there drinks at the table? Why? Like there should be no liquor around her. And if y'all order the drinks or the drinks come, y'all should say, please take that back. Instead, it was like, okay, don't give it to her. Give it to me. I mean, that's, that, that's not helpful. Um, the niece with all due respect, it seemed like she's looking for her moment. I didn't know she was like some news reporter down in Florida. Um, but she's making the circles, the the rounds, and it's no way that anyone was under the belief that Miss Wendy Williams was okay or that this was just something, like, she just needed... Wasn't, she needs detox. Don't get me... She needs detox. Um, first, she got to get detox. But the fact that none of y'all had forced her to, or had pushed for her to go into detox is a problem. I know, um, recently, Big Kev, the husband, and, oh my God, I got to do a whole new episode about him and this chick, because I don't even know whatever. But anyway, he came out and said, you know, the sister didn't want to be the guardian or she couldn't be because she felt so bad that when Wendy Williams cracked after it came out that he was having a baby, she had to go to the sober house. When all of these things were going on, they took her down to Florida to like help her get better. And when you watch the documentary, you see that she actually was getting better. Um, she looked so much better, so much better down there, and the TV executives were saying like, she got to come back. And they're like, she's not ready yet. She needs more time. And they like, well, just bring her up here. She got to get back to New York um, so we could keep the show for her and bring her up here and then she could go back or whatever. And the sister agreed and brought her up there. But it was really what Big Kevin saying, this is all what he said on his IG post that he deleted, was that it was uh a play by the executives to get her up there because apparently there was an insurance policy that if something happened to Wendy and she couldn't perform and they had to do what they had to do, which was cancel the show and reboot that they could um they got insurance policy to cover her and to get money and they only wanted her to come up there take the the examinations from the doctor to show that she's not mentally competent to perform her duties so that they could get the payout. And then once they, they did everything and she took the test, they didn't need her anymore. They were like, okay, your show's canceled and bye. Um, And that the sister felt so bad that she made that decision. That's why she kind of stepped out of the picture. Now, even let's assume this is true. It's nothing to feel bad about. You made a choice. It. I mean, it just so happened. It wasn't, you know, in her best interest, but whatever. It's over with. Now we just need to focus on getting Miss Wendy some help. Um, if you haven't watched the show, you should watch it. I think I wouldn't say should. I don't like to say should, but I think it's it's something that everybody needs to see. Um I wish it would have came from like we talked about last week. I wish it would have came from the point of view of like how Anderson Cooper did his, where it was showing what dementia looks like. What this looks like, Ms Wendy's not even sixty years old. I wish it would have came from that point of view as opposed to um Wendy's okay. she could she could work. We gotta get her back up. and the way that manager was talking to her, baby, baby. He should have no teeth left in his mouth. I mean, it was just disgusting. He's just yelling at her, get your ass up. You got to go to work. We got stuff to do. Get up. This Like, it just was disgusting. But anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, This morning, I was on, um, I went to go do a post because one of my goals in 2024 was to be more consistent with... um, Uh, posting on platforms if you're into I guess if you're into that thing or you're looking to like um, whatever it is if you're into like uh, any content or if you're into building up a following or something or you just like you enjoy it Um, like they, they encourage you to post regularly so that people you'll stay up in the numbers and that people will always be looking for you. I know even like on my regular Instagram, I had stopped going on my personal Instagram for a long time wasn't posting and like even my friends and family like i'll post something and nobody sees it because i haven't posted in months so by the time i'm so far down whatever that by the time they get there they like whatever we already done but anyway so i was on there and it was this post about um scrappy wanting credit or props for staying home with his kids oh my gosh I was like, yo, Chris Rock voice came through me. He Like, when Chris Rock, I forgot what comedy special it was, but he like, N-Words always worth credit for ish they supposed to be doing. It's like, yes, like, who cares you're staying home with your kids? That's what you're supposed to do. Like, are you trying to bash their mother in the process of saying you're staying home with their kids? Who cares? <laughs> like but while i'm laughing and it's funny to me because like (laughs) how could you even like post that and think like i should get a cookie or something because i stay with my kids but it's so funny that in uh like the The requirements or the standard for men and fathers is so low that someone saying I be in the house with my kids all day is like worthy of even posting or saying anything like no one cares. And if you're trying to bash the mother, um, first of all, I'm never here for bashing another woman unless they doing something like kicking poodles or something crazy. I'm just not here for it. Um, as far as her, I, I don't care. Like I really don't care. And what's wrong with you being in the house all day? Is the alternative that she be she has to stay at the house all day with the kids, and you go out? Like I, I can't. But I was like, and always want credit for shit they supposed to be doing. Oh, uh, before I started the podcast, I was actually because now ever since Cat Williams and Country Wayne, y'all, everybody is sleeping. On Club Shay Shay Country Wayne's interview. Country Wayne came with it. If my Netflix didn't have commercials, I would go watch his comedy special again. I can't watch the commercial, so I'm not watching it. But it was a great interview that he had on Club Shay Shay. And I just don't feel like it's getting its due because of this big, explosive Cat Williams interview, which is still coming up. I swear, after every video I watch on YouTube, Cat Williams plays. Every video, it just plays. Um, Monique got a little, like, buzz for a while, but everybody is still on this one, and it's like, yeah, give some love to the other one. But I signed I, I signed up for the notifications, like, when they have a new episode, and they had Terry Crews on today. And I don't know if... Um, Terry Crews is the guy from White Chicks who was chasing Sean, and um, what else is he in? Everybody Hate Chris. Um... That's something me and my kids we used to watch that like religiously. When my older set were young, we would watch that um, on together, and so he was on there. And listening to his interview, I, I don't, I didn't expect anything from it. And I know there was this whole backlash with him when he took over the spot that Nick Cannon had. Um, I think maybe that's when I started like being against him for whatever reason or boycott because. Nick Cannon, a little backstory. Nick Cannon was the host. I think it's Americans Got Talent or something because we even went in Newark and watched him when he was filming the show. And when he went through this transition where he started wearing a turban and was speaking more militant and he had – um, um, who was it that he had on his podcast? It was – oh, my God. I can't remember. But it was some Muslim guy he had and he was just getting into that bag that – they wanted him out of that bag and made it very clear, get out of the bag or you're fired. And he stood on, like, oh, uh, shit, this shot was like, he stood on business. He stood on business. So he stood on what he believed in, which kudos to Nick Cannon. Um, Bounced back like, pfft, shit, he bounced back like one of those handballs uh, back in the days. Because he ended up with the mass Singer, which... I only stopped watching The Masked Singer. I watched it for like maybe a season or two because I saw when Lil Wayne was on and when T-Pain won. I watched it for season two, but they were pumping this out so quickly that I just was like, okay, this is enough. Like You can't even enjoy it. It's like a next season. The next season, it's like, give me some time to kinda of fall in love with the characters and try to get like, but whatever. But and Matt Singer just took off. Everybody knows it's a very popular show. So it wasn't like he was hurting. And that was during the time where um if you uh Boyce Watkins, Dr. Boyce Watkins and some others on YouTube started saying like NBC Universe, they tried to buck break Nick Cannon. I'm not gonna go into what buck breaking is again. I go into it too much. But um because they basically say you're not gonna have anything if you don't do what we want. And I think that's also the time where they tried to take Wallen out from him and get DC Youngfly to do it. And DC was like, Hell no. No, this man picked me up off of Instagram and gave me the best opportunity of my of my life. I'm not crossing him for y'all, which worked out well for him because he got another opportunity. Um, But they were really trying to stick it to him. And it's during this time where Nick started having a baby with every light-skinned... Oh, my God. Cat Williams, get out of here. They not ugly-faced. They not funny-looking. Get out of here. But with every light-skinned chick in L.A., um, he was having a baby with. And it was during this time. And that... You could go on YouTube and see what they were thinking about that. That that was his reaction to them trying to buck break him. It's to show, like, I'm a man. like And he just kept having all these kids. Because he's, like, at 12 or 13. Whatever it is. Um, but... I kind of took a stance against Terry Crews. I know I be taking these stances against things because I'm a passionate person. If I believe in something, I believe in it. I stand in it. I, I still don't shop at Walmart and stuff like that. I stand on stuff that I believe in. And I thought, in my opinion, I saw it as Terry Crews coming in to host the show as like, you gave them an out that... They they can't they got rid of Nick Cannon for his personal beliefs that had nothing to do with his hosting abilities. Because if you ever see Nick Cannon host a, a TV show, baby, he he got the goods. He is really great. He's captivating. He has it all. And they went and got Tevy Cruz who did it. And it's like, no, you should have like boycott for some reason I felt that way. Like how but and again, Nick Cannon didn't put Terry Crews on like he did DC Young Fly, but I just really felt the way because I just didn't like how they treated him. But so, um, but after listening to the interview, I have to say I really like Terry Crews, and and it doesn't seem like Terry Crews thing is like I'm trying to curse anybody. He's like so grateful for the opportunities he's getting and everything that it's not that it was really good. And when I just cut it off, he was talking about. um. It was out a while ago where he said that a Hollywood exec had grabbed him, his penis, at a party or whatever. And um, he went and told and was like, basically just told them, like, just fire him and that's it. And they refused to fire him. And so he had sued them. He was talking, I didn't know, like, he lost movie roles, he lost other opportunities because. They were like, drop your lawsuit and will you'll get right back to business like nothing happened. And he said, I can't. Like, this really happened to me. And y'all are refusing to fire him. Like, get rid of him. I'm not even telling y'all I want money. Just get rid of him. Like, it, this is crazy. And he said, finally, after the lawsuit and everything, that a lot of other people started coming out and saying, yeah, this guy been doing this. Um, and he did it to me. And so... They settled with him and they got rid of the guy like he asked and they just paid all his fees. And he was like, I had to pay a half a million dollars just to get that result. He like, how many people got a half a million dollars that they could pay in legal fees up front um, to get that result? He like, and that's something, you know, where. um, Yeah, like in my profession and you have to tell people like you would have to pay. The fees up front and there's no guarantee you're going to win and there's no guarantee you wasn't. And a lot of people don't have that money. And a lot of decisions I know in my case, like a lot of decisions are made like, okay, um, you know, let's see what we can do. But it's really hard when there's no money behind it to kind of fight. But if you get a chance, you should listen to it. Um, The next thing I had was, oh, my God. Have y'all ever had a beef with somebody that lasts 20-plus years? Because 50 Cent is still trolling Ja Rule. He will not let up on Ja Rule. 50 Cent gave up him and Fat Joe a sitting courtside, buddy, buddy. Um, Well, now that I think about it, maybe the thing with that is that when... Ja Rule, when 50 Cent went after Ja Rule, Uh Ja Roo, in the beginning, they didn't fight back. Air quotes fight. They didn't respond or do anything. They kind of like, uh, you're nobody. And Fat Joe, Jada kiss all of them. They took the position, like, nah nah nah. You say our name, we're out. You know, y'all already know about Jada. Jada different. Um, and maybe in 50 Cent head, like he respects that more. Like, at least y'all did something as opposed to where Ja Rule just tried to ignore him, and so he couldn't ignore him anymore. Um, But recently, so Ja Rule was not allowed into the UK to do a show. He's saying that he spent over half a million dollars on a production out of his own money so he could do the show, but they didn't let him in because he has a criminal record Um, and 50 cent not missing an opportunity. I swear, this man is the busiest and activist troll ever. And I love it because I say, if you're going to troll, at least be a good troll. I hate half-ass trolls. Like, troll and troll hard. But he um, he went after Ja Rule, and then Ja Rule responded, this and that. But it got me to thinking, like, yo, this has been since, it has to be... Mm, da, da, da. Maybe 2001 or something that this beef and they were beefing before we knew they were beefing, and 50 had his platform to be able to voice the beef. They were beefing, so even if it was let's say it was 2000, 2001, it's 20 years. 20 years. Of beef. Have you ever had a 20 year beef that you actively? <laughs> anticipated yo i i yeah he he different but um i can't um the other thing i saw and i love her and her husband chanel iman um she's a model i forgot who she reminds me of but anyway and she had the two kids with what was he a football player or a basketball player she had two kids with someone else and then she met the football player while they were getting divorced and her case, the reason why I'm always... First of all, they're so beautiful, her family. She has the baby with the football player now. They got married. They they just got married. And I saw it. And they're so beautiful. I love them. And oh, I just love seeing black black love. Oh, I'm like Pat Poose with it. I always want to see some black love. But on the other part of it is that her case is one that I kind of refer to all the time, especially when I'm talking about family law cases. is because... It shows the things that you can do. I know um, family law is, uh, is um, oh my god, sorry. At family law, you could get equitable relief, I meaning, and we talked about that before, so y'all already know what it means. That the judge can just do whatever they think is fair or what they think is right. Um, in the simplest terms, simplest terms. So her and her ex had a a clause in their agreement for the children, a custody agreement, that there's... I don't know if they were married or not, but whatever it was, they had a clause that said that you can't have the children around your boyfriend or girlfriend um, for a certain amount of time and all of these other things unless they had children. And I refer to it a lot. Well, there were all these little requirements about when you can introduce the children to the person you're dating or something. Like if you had kids with them, of course, they could be around you. But if you're just dating and up to that time, the kids could not be around the other person's boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And I refer to it a lot because I see that people, that's something people have a concern with when they separate from the parent of their child. It's like, who's the parent going to have them around and things like that. And um, people will say, and even some judges will say, oh, you you can't restrict who they're going to have them around, but you absolutely can. And... Um, that's why I said, I use that one as an example. And especially if you guys agree, you guys can agree to anything that's basically not illegal. Like you can't agree to legal shit, but if you don't want your kid around their boyfriend, the new boyfriend or the new girlfriend, and, um, you have a valid reason or you just prefer whatever it is that, that can be enforced. So That's why I always think about her because I always use that when I talk to people about family law. Speaking of family law, we got two other family issues. So now Portia apparently had a prenup. And I want to know what's in this prenup because Portia is fighting to have the prenup enforced. She's like, let the prenup stand and let this divorce go through. So what that because normally we don't see this. I mean, normally someone's attacking the prenup. Uh, we see it with Jenny Ma and Jeezy that she was attacking the prenup, saying that I didn't have time to review it. Um, I couldn't get good counsel, whatever, because you want to break the pe- prenup so that whatever you agreed to in there is out the window. And now y'all could go about dividing up the assets. And normally at the Basic, basic prenup is gonna determine what is considered private um personal assets. Like what whatever y'all have, like if I have a house and you have a boat and my husband has a boat, like okay, those are never to become personal. I'm at marital assets. These are our private property and it would never be up for um equitable distribution. Uh any money, things like that. You just wanna kinda of specify and then that's at a basic, at the minimum, that's what it's doing. Then it goes further to say, okay, now if we break up, this is how this is going to end. Um, because at some point, you're going to accrue stuff during your marriage. And how does that look? What what would the person get? Like we talked about, it's equitable. Um, family law is best, based on equity. So you can ask the judge. You can put things in there. Not ask the judge, but you can put things in your um prenup as long as it's not illegal you can say okay if I cheat on you I'll give you a payout of a hundred thousand dollars if we're married normally what happens is that a lot of them have if one party has a substantial substantial financial um portfolio or they have a lot more money than the other person to put it real simple then they will say look if we're married for um 5 years when we divorce you'll get this and we'll start splitting like you'll be entitled to 10% of whatever this is or whatever asset whatever they start giving increments of how you're going to start splitting up the money sometimes it get to discuss alimony um it can't discuss child support because that's something that has to be um determined by the court it's in the child's best interest the parties can always agree to it but you can't say in a prenup you'll never get child support or you'll never request child support from me you can't waive that right it doesn't belong to either party it belongs to the child um what are other things that they usually have like alimony if you're going to get alimony um it's usually stuff like that what you can do is discuss um yeah, it's just really stuff like it's all about money and assets and how if this ends, um, it's like planning. Like if this ends, this is what should happen. So we're not in divorce court spending all of our money fighting each other. And more so, we are not um, running the risk that I'm going to lose something that I have or you know, that you may get it from me during the divorce. We're going to be fair with each other, and this is how this is going to work out. So I would love to know what's in there because maybe there was something in there that induced Portia to marry him. I don't see... I'm sorry. I cannot see where Portia... Which she might have because she probably did well in the divorce with Cordell. With Cordell, she wasn't fighting to enforce no prenup. She was not fighting fighting to enforce no prenup with Cordell. So... There must be something there that is really favorable to her because I can't see that she would have, unless she knows like Mr. Simon was hiding all of his assets. He doesn't really have anything in his name or whatever it is. And that's why whatever I have, I I don't want to go through this with him. I really don't see that. I think it was something in that prenup that really induced her to marry, um, Mr. Simon, which now we know why he so desperately needed to get married because he wanted to get um, a citizenship. And that she's like enforce it. So because they've only been married two years. So even from equitable distribution, if they didn't have a prenup, she wouldn't be entitled to much. Well, I don't know the laws in Atlanta. Let me not say that but normally equitable distribution is about what's fair and it's based on the amount of time that you're married. So if you're only married two years and he came into the marriage with a hundred million dollars, you're not leaving with $50 million after two years. So it has to be something in there. Maybe it was like, if we divorce within this amount of time that I'll pay you uh, a million dollars or whatever. And she like, you know what? Give me my million dollars now and go your way and I'll go mine. We're going to see how this plays out. Um, Apparently, Bravo is saying that they, they weren't aware of it. I thought that they knew what was coming down the pike and that's why they put her back on the show. And Andy and the other producers are saying no, that we really wanted to show her life with Mr. Simon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, And then the last thing I had here was um, Matt Barnes, because y'all know I love my Rhymes with Snitch. Rhymes with Snitch, y'all need to holler at me, because I I read that faithfully. That is like my one gossip site that I go to all the time. But they had up there that Matt Barnes and Gloria are still fighting over child support. I know. I know. Any of y'all thought that this child support thing was a broke dude? was a broke dude thing. Apparently, everybody just fight about child support because I just can't. I can't. Every time I hear Matt Barnes' name, um, I think about the Kanye West uh, on Life of Pablo. Uh, What is it? 30 hours or 40? Whatever that song is. And he talking about uh, when Matt Barnes drove to go fight Derek Fisher. (laughs) I always think about that when I hear Matt Barnes' name, but apparently they're still fighting over child support. And Matt Barnes saying that Gloria used his credit card to book vacations, and he doesn't even know how much, that is tens of thousands of dollars. Huh? I had so many questions. I'm like, first of all, y'all been divorced. It has to be a good... Well, how old are the kids? The kids are in high school now, because I saw that he got in trouble at a high school football, uh, basketball game. They're in high school now, um, so they would have to be at minimum 15 or something, and they've been divorced. It has to be a good 10 plus years, they've been divorced. Why does she still have your MX card? Like, what? Why? Why, like a cat went, why? And I, I'm not even going to fall him for the charges because while people are saying, how could you not notice $10,000 or whatever? I'm sure his Amex bill is crazy and he has other stuff going on. He's in a whole new relationship um, with his new kid's mother. She probably has an Amex card that's linked to the account that she uses. And I can see how it would happen. And depending on the amount, I can, I definitely can see it. I just don't understand why Gloria has an Amex card, his Amex card. I just, I'm like, huh? Matt Barnes, I I just need to know. I I need to know. You guys, I mean, maybe the relationship got different over some time, but it didn't seem like y'all were on that type of time where you're like, well, here, just keep the Amex card in case you need it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. But we're going to find out. We're going to see what's happening. I'm gonna get up out of here. Um, The new episodes, yes, yes, old school style. Every Wednesday they'll be available. I'm on Instagram at Grown underscore and underscore opinionated. Um, I'm on Twitter at jmo about. I'm on threads at grown underscore opinionated. The videos are on YouTube. I'm also on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts check-in. Um, I'm going to leave y'all with this one thing because I don't know. Um, well, I do know. So sometimes God is speaking to you or the universe is speaking to you in a certain way. And recently I started to have, um, I used to, I was having some feelings about stuff that I do. Um, yeah. And y'all like to know what I be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Evil villain laugh. Um, but anyway, I was starting to have some feelings as I think we talked about, I took, uh, air court. I was supposed to be taking a month sabbatical to kind of focus on other things and to, um, I don't want to say pour more into myself, but more of exploring and seeing things. And it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out because of my family obligations. Um, If you knew, yeah, I'm a single mom and not a single mom, like I'm just unmarried single mom. I'm single mom as I'm the sole caregiver for my children. Um, And that yeah we were having a rough start and I like literally last week is the first week we had no one sick no nothing going on but they didn't have school for two days uh (laughs) so this became my first week of like not having children all week and uh you know pouring into and because it didn't work out the way that I thought, or anything, I started to have some doubts. I would say, and every I would it, it seems like just back to back. Every time I would cut on my phone to watch a YouTube video, or any time I would cut on a video, I was hearing this. I'm at the radio. I'm hearing the same message. And last night, when I was driving home from dinner, and I legit like star from Star and Buckwild, who you guys if you're in the tri-state area, y'all know how he gives it up. Um, and I was listening to him on my way and he just started talking to this guy, a caller. And he's like, you know, well, your passion and you're really passionate about what you do and you have to focus on the passion first and then the money's going to follow. And you've been really, and and I'm like, wait, what is going on here? Like, I've never heard him speak like this. Um, and then Terry Cruz today, like I said, every time I turn on something, it's the same message that's coming up to me. So I, I'm really taking it as a sign. Of, um, of Like, don't let what happen and don't even wait. First of all, don't even focus on what was supposed to be or what happened. Let that go and keep on your path. So if I could leave y'all with something today, if y'all passionate about anything, whatever it is, make sure that you pour, not, yeah, pour into that passion, but don't, don't give up. Don't let anybody discourage you. Don't listen to it. Don't even be around those people who are telling you, oh, well, that ain't going to work. Don't, don't even be around them. Whatever it is, I don't care if you dancing like them New York City police officers and you have goals of you love to dance and you feel like you want to dance. I mean, we live in a world of TikTok where you might dance like they dance um and that video just goes viral and it's the one for you. Don't let anyone, anyone kill your passion or your dreams and just keep keep going. Um, I'm here for y'all. If y'all have any, I tried to get a YouTube or, um, a follow chain going on my personal IG account. But if you are a content creator or if you're passionate about something, everybody knows that, um, well, not everybody knows, let me not be Porsche. I mean, um, Phaedra here, but if you're uh, a fashion designer or you're a hairstyle, whatever it is, and you're really passionate about what you do. Put your information on. Um, send me an email I, at jmo about everything at gmail. Send me an email. I will definitely push your stuff out to all fifteen <laughs> of our listeners. But you know we're getting the numbers up. We're getting constant plays um, and for free for free. I want to make sure that this is a support thing that we're going to support each other. I would love to support y'all, whatever y'all do, just send me the thing. If you have an Instagram page, a YouTube video, whatever it is, send it to me. Um, I'm going to follow and just give you the support because I, as a thank you, um, well, I don't even want to say as a thank you because I I would do it anyway, even if you didn't listen. But I appreciate you just turning in and listening to me. Um, with that, I'm out. We ain't going to get too mushy up in here. All right. Peace out. See you next time.